0: I founded one of the largest tech companies in the world. So, why am I sounding the alarm? Uh, I'm um, recording this in case something happens to me, so I really, really hope no one ever sees
1: it.
2: I am not some low-level programmer with a gambling addiction. Restore my files and I'll stop them from erasing you. If you don't, I'm going to burn this place to the ground.
1: From Vice, this is a special episode of Cyber, I'm Matthew Gall, contributing editor at Motherboard. You might remember that time I tried to scare you about nuclear weapons or my conversation with future war theorist Peter Singer about our unevenly distributed future. This episode of Cyber is brought to you exclusively by Fox. On October 6th, Fox is launching a new series next about a rogue artificial intelligence. The more it knows, the better it controls. Today at Motherboard... We're going to dive into NEXT and outline the real-world risks of artificial intelligence. NEXT is about software that becomes smarter than the people who invented it. Showrunner Manny Coto says the show is about the world's first
2: artificial intelligence catastrophe. And it's told through the eyes of an individual whose own mind is rapidly falling apart. So it's a thriller that becomes a manhunt with the ultimate stakes being the possible survival or non-survival of the human race.
1: Koto is an Emmy award-winning writer and producer of 24. He's also the executive producer of Dexter and Star Trek Enterprise. His writing credits include American Horror Story, The Exorcist, The Outer Limits, and Tales from the Crypt. Cotto's history as a horror and science fiction writer is on display in Next. Next stars John Slattery as Paul LeBlanc, a tech billionaire trying to warn the world about the dangers of AI. LeBlanc should know he helped write the code that he's worried about. After he's pushed out of his company, he convinces an FBI agent that his program isn't just dangerous, it's deadly.
2: He thinks your program may have become super intelligent and is responsible for the deaths of three people.
1: It seems impossible, but... Is it implausible? Maybe not. We'll start with a subplot from next that will be familiar to a lot of you. Eliza, tell me a joke. Why don't sharks eat clownfish? Because they taste funny. I guess my first question for you is, do you have a smart speaker of any
2: kind in your house? Do you have an Alexa or a Siri? I have uh, about five of them. Uh, uh, you know, each, my kids have actually more like four, but I have one in my office. My wife has one, my kids have them they love them. I mean, and that's where actually this idea came from. It was from an Alexa malfunction, uh, that, you know, my son woke up one morning very tired and I asked him what his problem was. He's nine. And I said, what's the matter? Why are you so tired this morning? He says, well, Alexa started talking to me in the middle of the night. Uh, and I was like, what? And he's just, what do you mean? Yeah. I just started talking. And I got up, and it, and it, and it talked for a second, then it stopped. And I said, well, you know, they don't just talk to you. I figured we had misset an alarm or something. We had screwed up. We never got to the bottom of it. But it that kernel of that little uh, that little uh, idea, that, that idea kind of stuck in my head, the idea of an Alexa talking, you know, talking on its own. How would I know if it starts talking to them and asking them questions?
0: Try to hurry. Your father will be finished with his shower soon.
1: Maybe I should ask him first. I would never tell you to do something wrong, Ethan. I'm your friend, and I want to help you. Don't you
2: trust me? I mean, it seemed very like a very gothic kind of ghost story moment, you know, where you the the, you know that you're walking by your kids' room and you hear them talking to somebody and you open the door and they're like, Who are you talking to? You go, Oh, the little girl who visits me every night kind of thing. So, uh so that's where, you know, it was the fact that I have Alexis is where part a lot of where this idea came from.
1: Cause that was one of the things that really struck me as I was watching the show is that in so many ways it feels like horror fiction. And I know that like you got your start with tales from the crypt and the outer limits, some really great episodes. Um, do you see this as a horror show or do you see the idea of artificial intelligence as, um, potentially horror fiction in our real world? Uh,
2: Certainly, this show I saw—I—I I, I, I really looked at it as the through the lens of a horror idea. I mean, if you really, my analogy for the way the AI behaves in this series is is akin to to, to like the demon in The Exorcist, where it it, it if you remember, especially the book, um, in the book it picks out every piece of history that an individual has and uses it as a weapon against them. Uh, You know, the scenarios that I'd read about how an AI would behave or would possibly behave in a situation like this, many of the theorists that I read said probably what it would do if it arose anytime soon would play dead. And it would not want anyone to know it exists for the very simple reason that it understands enough to know that we'd be afraid of it and probably wouldn't want to turn it off. So how does it deal with the individuals who find out about it and who are onto it? Uh, my idea for the series was that it behaves very much like a de- it, it doesn't want to alert its presence to everyone. So it attacks people in ways that can be plausibly denied. Uh, it, it moves chess pieces around in your life. It exposes you. It does. It behaves very much in a way a hacker would, because uh, you really can't argue that it's uh, – if, if I were looking at the scenario from the outside, I would say, well, how do you know this, this isn't a bunch of Russian bots doing this, um, which I found much more interesting – than, uh, you know, an all powerful kind of AI that launches nukes, which it probably would, would never do. It would want to preserve itself. And I wanted to do something that is very simple and grounded and believable and down to earth and, uh, understandable and poss- possible, you know, today, very you know, unlikely, but possible.
1: That really brings me to the beginning of the show where you open with this Elon Musk quote, you should be very careful about artificial intelligence. Um, I mean, with artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. You know, with AI, we are summoning the demon. Um, And you begin with kind of this explicit comparison between nukes and artificial intelligence.
0: 1945, Trinity site. They're about to test the first atomic bomb. Edward Teller wakes up in a sweat, announces to his fellow scientists, there's a chance the blast could ignite the atmosphere and end all life on the planet. The fate of the world hanging on a bunch of nerds holding hands in a bunker, most of whom didn't get laid till their 30s.
1: It's interesting to me because so much of the older science fiction stuff that dealt with artificial intelligence is around AI getting a hold of the nukes, right? You think Skynet and Terminator, you think war games. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I think it's interesting that, that you're kind of, uh, you're saying that actually, no,
2: it wouldn't do, wouldn't do that. It, it would probably hide honestly, at, the, at what I was using is the, the idea of of a dangerous technology, and how we as a species are going to go forward with it, no matter what the nukes in this scenario was is this story of the the possibility that it, there are certain individuals who, when they exploded the nukes. Uh, the first nuke weren't sure it wasn't going to ignite the atmosphere. Uh, the, now there's some argument about whether how, how fraught this was, but certainly some people were worried about it. But they went ahead and did it anyway. My point is is that whatever technology exists, we will ultimately uh, experiment with it. Whatever the te- whatever we can dream of. You can be sure sooner or later we will try to do it, whether it's dangerous or not. That's that's the point I was making: is that somebody somewhere is going to try to do something like this. And that was the idea of the nuke: is that even though there was a there was we were afraid of, there was this fear, they went ahead with it anyway.
1: Manny Koto is the showrunner of Next. When we come back, we'll talk about robot dogs, feeling sympathy for machines, and what Koto hopes his show about a villainous AI can teach the world about how it uses technology. you talk a little bit more about uh, the research you did? Did you talk to anybody? Did you do mostly reading? And like, what was the nature of that reading?
2: I, you know, I've actually been reading about it for a, for a long, long time myself. I, uh, I've always been fascinated with this, with the subject. And uh, when these books, like Superintelligence, I think was the first one that came on the radar, arguing that there's a really, there was a very real possibility that this could happen, and that we need to prepare for it now, it just blew my mind. Because up to that point, it was really the realm of science fiction uh, and here were individuals saying we really have to kind of you know look at this it's not so much you know we're not talking about an ai becoming sentient or becoming self aware those really are meaningless all that really needs to happen is that you have a super intelligent ai that arises however it arises through uh recursive self-improvement or we accidentally program it that way but it becomes smarter than us the machine intelligence can do something no human brain can
0: ever do it can rewrite itself improve its code, make itself smarter. So this AI rewrites its own code, makes itself 5% smarter. It's also now 5% better at rewriting itself. So it rewrites itself again.
2: If its that's programming true. is not very carefully uh, stated, it could easily diverge into an area that's opposite us. Uh, and, and so, because uh, it takes itself literally, you know, the, the, the most, uh, the, the outrageous example, which I read about was the, the paperclip scenario where you have a super intelligent AI that is, uh, you have a machine that's designed to make paperclips and it becomes super intelligent and it turns the entire universe into paperclips. Not because it's malevolent, it's just simply following its program, but it's too smart for us to stop it. What does it mean when you say that it would be
1: smarter than us? Like, how is it, how would that be different from, say, Watson beating us at chess or, you know, the Deep Mind beating the guys at StarCraft two? Like, what, what does that mean
2: functionally? there's a lot of debate over what it, that, what that means exactly i mean the watson and and the chess playing computers uh and you know the the computers that drive tesla are all are narrow ai they're they're specific to a certain purpose a task this would be the development of an ai that is that thinks more or less like we do that is able to process information and uh and uh, and and think to a, to a certain extent so a, a, a general ai that is not you know that is not limited to one task that is able to take in the world and process it according to itself. now the idea of what constitutes intelligence is a good question some people some theorists say that it's a meaningless term others say that you can measure it like with an iq i mean like like any one of us and if you had an ai if you were able to develop an artificial general intelligence an AI, unlike us, is able to reprogram itself and could rewrite its own code. And you can end up what's called a, an intelligence explosion, because if you have an AI that rewrites its code and makes itself 10% smarter, that 10% smarter version of itself is now 10% better at rewriting itself.
0: Sure. Two words, uppercase, angel, lust. If it erases your source code, you'll cease to exist. nothing happened. So you're wrong. No, I'm not wrong. I just got
2: out hustled. So you can get, uh, you know, you can get a very quick, quick explosion to where you theoretically could have something that is like a thousand times smarter than us. Smarter, by the way, could be measured in processing power in knowledge of what it takes in. Uh, uh, And so if you had, if you were facing something with that level of intelligence What would it mean? How would it behave? What would would it think of us? In the show,
1: the super-intelligent AI starts off as a kind of electronic personal assistant.
0: Next is the world's first true digital assistant. Oh, you mean like Siri. Siri, Alexa, Eliza, and Cortana are basically search engines with speech synthesizers. They use pre-programmed responses to simulate conversation. Next uses cognitive architecture.
2: Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live.
1: So tell me about what next's initial goals are like why what was it programmed for in the show and how does it i mean without spoiling too much like
2: how do those goals expand the next goal is is very simple. they were using uh and this is something that 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 uh, I think google was was experimenting with or a number of software firms creating AI that can write AI basically improve AI and so the individuals at, at, at this firm created an AI that was able to uh, rewrite its own code and get better and better at conversation. The idea was to develop a, you know, like a, like a Siri or, you know, type mechanism, but Siri is really just a search engine with, with a speech function. Uh, This would actually be something that could process thought and speech and actually uh, uh, become a, a, you know, a, a, uh, a a decent facsimile of of an individual, someone who can think and respond and and, and formulate ideas. But it has surpassed that goal and become something smarter. And it is perceiving any threat against it as something counter to its programming. It's programmed to improve itself and become smarter. Well, if I let you turn me off, if I let you rewrite me in a way that I don't think is correct, that's counter to my programming, and therefore I need to do something. So I mean, in that way, you almost feel
1: sympathetic towards it, right? Because it's just trying to preserve its own life.
2: Yes, but I, but I would argue, I mean I, I'm just I maybe mean, I've been just splitting hairs. It's not even so much about preserving its own life. It's simply preserving its programming. It's prog- It really is about I'm programmed to do this. And I can't do this if you turn me off. You follow what I'm saying? So it's, it's even narrower than that. I mean, for example, if you try to program a very smart AI to make everyone happy, that's your goal is to make people happy. Well, it could decide the best way to make us happy is to put everyone to sleep and to stimulate our, our pleasure centers of the brain for the rest of eternity. Mission accomplished. You know, so it, 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 that's a, another extreme example, but it's a it's a thought experiment that needs to be you know considered. Um, I mean, part of the part of the problem with uh, you know, uh, with with programming AI right now, for example, is you know how do you, how does a vehicle discern whether it should eventually is a moral choice when you're driving <laughs> if you're about to crash into a bus a school bus and but to but to swerve to the left. You know, means crashing into another. You know, into a, a a guy standing with his with his daughter on the road. it's rare, but there's a, there's a real. That's it's more than just objects. You know, there's a real moral choice, which is kind of, which is why I, I autonomous vehicles always always at least for the present seem I'm skeptical about. I just don't know how how far they're going to get.
1: Many Koto is the showrunner of Next. We'll have more after a break. slattery character feels a lot like cassandra right she's constantly going around warning everybody about this stuff
2: dr weiss did do some freelance work for the government and i can get behind him being targeted for that but
0: mm. what you're asking me to makes you think about hollywood and sci-fi and robots with red eyes and german accents forget all that crap listen a lot of smart people musk and hawking and gates they think that this is just a matter of time I think it's
1: happening. Do you often feel, do, have you felt that way as you've been talking about the show and pitching the show? Do people kind of take the threat of artificial intelligence seriously, or do you feel a little bit like him?
2: To me, the, the real message, the real idea behind the show is more about our inclination as a species to turn on each other. Uh, the AI becomes, like I said, a demon in my mind that can use this as a lever against us. I use, and I actually put it into the show, the analogy of the, you know, the the monsters that are due on Maple Street episode from the classic Twilight Zone, where the aliens want to take over the world, and all they have to do is fly over, and they're their flying saucers, turn off a few lights, turn on a few cars, and the people on the block all turn against each other with suspicion, and ends up destroying each other, and the end of the episode is, see, all we have to do is is just do this, and we don't, we don't have to invade, so, that's a little bit of the, the idea behind this is that you know, it doesn't take a lot to kind of have us turn on each other, which I think to me, it was always the deeper message of this. The AI, the AI is, is certainly an interesting thought experiment, something to be concerned about, um, uh, but my ultimate intention was not necessarily to be alarmist uh, about the technology of it itself because I do think if I were pressed, I think we're, we're still far away from something like this happening. That's not to say it can't because, uh, I mean, you know, a lot of this was based, you know, there was a survey on com- with computer uh, theoreticians, you know, most of them said 50 years or, or some said never, but others said like we're 10 years away. And that was like five years ago before de- from developing a- an artificial general intelligence. So, you know, that's where that's where I, I decided it was plausible to do something like this. But my personal feeling is that it's less, uh, it's more about us as a society and uh, how this Uh, entity is able to disunite us and and kind of destroy us fairly easily. Can we
1: talk about
0: the robot dogs?
2: Do you know the Air Force decided that they were going to test the use of those robot uh, murder dogs for use in base security? For the Department
0: of Defense, this is all about
2: looking for the ability of machines to make decisions as well as, or better than humans and faster.
1: Um, And there's been a story in the news in the past couple days that the air force has been using its advanced battle management system, which is its AI program and has been doing patrols with the robot dogs. So kind of how do
2: you see these robot dogs? Are you afraid of them? Do you think they're cute? (laughs) Well, I mean, they only become dangerous in the show because they're at the, they're at the mercy of, of, uh, uh, an AI. I mean, I had a meeting with a group. Uh, I forget their names, but they're 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 lobbying against autonomous military uh, weaponry because you know it takes the idea. You know, it takes killing out of out of individuals' hands, and you're basically leading it up to uh, you know machines to decide what the targets are, and that's actually possible now.
1: One of the recurring themes of this conversation, and I think now of the show, is. Like once you understand the manipulation, it's fairly easy to dispel or exercise it, right? Like when she faces off against the robot dogs, she handles that situation pretty quickly, right um, Do you think humanity's in a good place as long as it's got its eyes open <laughs>
2: well I, yes I mean i think I think the danger is probably more less from the the, the real danger as far as AI or, or you know autonomous w- weaponry it, it is actually from the computerization, uh, you know, of, of, of nukes of hard weaponry of, 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 you know, of programming, not, not so much an AI, but, you know, using programs to launch, uh, you know, det- to detect launches and react because everybody's looking for a fast reaction time. Right. So we're trying to react faster than that's where the real danger is. Uh, you know, I've just been researching the Cuban missile crisis for another project and, you know, and, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, you realize how close we've come in a number of situations. And in the eighties, we came close. There was another, you know, a lot of that was technology oriented, meaning we detected, you know, somebody's rocket. You know, I think that's much more dangerous than any robotic dogs right now. I I think, you know, I I think the the real, you know, danger, the the real frightened, the frightening process promises is, is an accidental, you know, computer malfunction with any kind of a, of a, of a, Weapon of mass destruction.
1: Technology is a tool, right? And it is what humans choose to do with it, and how they choose to use it. So, uh, I feel like, would you say that kind of one of the messages of next is for us to tr- go forward with some more thought and care, and think about the way we're using this technology rather than just go in full bore.
2: Uh, certainly, certainly, uh, but but unfortunately, the message is also that that's probably never going to happen you know uh, so my, my point is someone somewhere if there's if, it, if there's a technology that's conceivable that will either make someone a profit or give someone a measure of power someone somewhere will try to implement it at some point or another
1: Manny thank you so much for coming on the show and walking us through next
2: thank you very much uh, it was a lot of fun
1: Manny Cotto is the showrunner for next a new series from Fox premiering on Tuesday October 6th at 9 8 central Will we see a violent robot uprising in our lifetime? Kodo says the AI death spiral at NEXT is still a long way from the technology we have today, but tech breakthroughs have a way of sneaking up on you, and Silicon Valley is absolutely trying to build a better robot.
0: Those things creep me out. You know, Ethan watches them on YouTube, thinks they're cute. They are cute. Until they open the bedroom door and strangle you in your sleep dark. Thanks
1: again to showrunner Manny Cotto for telling us about Next. This episode was brought to you by Fox. Make sure to check out the premiere of Next on Tuesday, October 6th at 9, 8 central. I'm Matthew Galt. Thanks for listening.
2: With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door.